Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off forever and intervention. So before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to Australia. Yay! The continent and company. Country. Country. And the company. And the company. The Australia company. Uh, uh, We got a great review from Australia. Um, from the underwhelming Lauren, <laughs> which is a totally inaccurate because we're overwhelmed screening. with the gratitude. Exactly. Um, she just left a really great review, oh. and I I particularly love the end of her review. She said that uh, thanks to me, she now only accepts Buffy vampire rules, mm-hmm. uh, and thanks to Mike, now every time she takes a trip with her husband, she pokes him and says, <laughs> uh, "Are you ready to go international?" <laughs> I'm glad I could I could help with that. <laughs> I love that. Oh. So also this week, I want to try a new segment. Uh-oh. I'm not quite sure if listeners are aware, uh, but Mike does not do social media. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, social media guy. Guy. You don't have personal <laughs> social media accounts. No. Uh, and therefore, you can't do uh Facebook with the Sunnydale stacks. No. And I just I just want to point out that this is not me being an over controlling bitch. No. That you chose not to do social media. No, I, I, I just have... I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. If you you're into it, I, I totally get it, especially like uh, it's a good way to interact with things that otherwise be very hard to interact with. I realized for a Valentine's Day episode that this led to some pretty fun interactions mm-hmm. because whereas I read all the interactions on social yep. media, thank you to Staggers who interact with me on yeah, social media. Thanks, Staggers. <laughs> um, when I read the Stacker Valentines, this was all new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of fun for me to watch your reactions because I had, <laughs> I'd been sitting on those yeah. for weeks. So I feel like I want to start a new segment where, you know, usually we ask you guys for questions and then we respond. Mm-hmm. This time, I'm going to ask y'all questions. Yay! And then watch Mike <laughs> as I read your responses. <laughs> um, hopefully his responses are also vocal because y'all can't enjoy the visual response <laughs> as much as I can. Okay. Perhaps we'll call this Stacker Surprise? Ooh. Maybe? We might come up with something better. Yeah. I don't know. Mike's like, definitely we'll come up with something Hold better. for edit. And that's the title of it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So this question was real fun because um, we heard not only just from a good amount of stackers, but from people we'd never heard from before, which is is really fun. For some reason, this question just brought out our more shy stackers. Uh, Please please keep continuing to to talk to me. Uh, So the question was, and I I just, I'm really excited. You don't even know what question I asked. (laughs) I'm really, yeah. Yeah. When you pitched this, I was like, okay, let's see. (laughs) So uh, I asked, you start a business delivering blood bags to vampires. So what do you name your business? Okay. So uh, on Twitter, Joss Ruckus said, super suckers. (laughs) Now complete with mini straw for the vampire on the go. Oh, it's like a Capri Sun. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the Alexandria Archives podcast said Ship and Sip. Ooh. That actually sounds like a real one. <laughs> I was like, that may be trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> On Facebook, Kirsten said Crimson Couriers. Ooh, that's subtle. I like it. Megan said Biteables. <laughs> Putting the eat back in death. I really hope that the logo is also, it looks like Lynchables. Oh, that's so good. I had to like stop a sec and look at the word death and be like, is eat in death? It is. <laughs> we learn something new every day. <laughs> Robin said, don't suck the messenger. <laughs> Very similar to Jim who said, don't kill the messenger. Yeah. Lauren said, Uber bleeds. <laughs> that's the millennial version. <laughs> it's Uber bleeds. This is a great one to the point that I was like, you, this just has to exist. Mm-hmm. Kyle Moreau said Morrow's Marrows. Because uh, the marrow. Yeah. I get it. He's got it. <laughs> so uh, back to Twitter. Crafty Book Geek mm-hmm. and Dustin both said Bloody Mary. Oh, there we go. Uh, and then the winner overall just has to be on Twitter, Crafty mm-hmm. Book Geek, because she came back with so many. Oh, okay. Uh, so the Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. also Aunt Flo. Bull. Spurt. <laughs> Oh, that would be like if it was created in Silicon Valley. <laughs> there you go. It would yeah. be like no vowels in it. <laughs> Just S-B-R-T. Oh, two yeah. R's. Three R's. Yeah, two I mean, R's. Yeah. It's got to be three, I think. A three? I like I, things in threes. Spurt. 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 I, yeah. I like it. Fangs and things. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> Bloody McBloodface. <laughs> pulse 8. Like Pulse 8. But, but it's Pulse, pulse Eight. Eight. I get it. <laughs> Red apron. Oh, like blue apron. <laughs> I love that one. But blood. But blood. <laughs> <laughs> Some people must think our humor is gross. Yeah. <laughs> like we're like, Red apron, that's hilarious. And other people are like, covered in blood. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with them. It's covered in blood. Why are they not disturbed? <laughs> and then last but not least, Iron Chef. It's hemoglobin humor. <laughs> He's smugly drinking water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was my favorite. I think it might be a tie between Red Apron and Iron Chef. Oh, yeah. I, I like Red Apron because I feel like if <laughs> if we were in like a uh, like a true blood world, that would totally be the name of it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for sending your answers. Uh, I'm going to keep asking y'all questions. So please keep sending them in. We'll surprise Mike and see if we can't get him to like do a spit take or (laughs) hyperventilate from laughter. (laughs) Now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on forever. Open the books on forever. Sounds like a lyric from a really uplifting Oh, see, I was thinking it, it just sounds like we're going to open the books forever and ever and ever. Oh, it's the dark ending of Page Master. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so firstly, I think we need to institute an episode-specific drinking game. Oh, yes. Anytime someone uses the word forever... <laughs> You have, yes. to, you have to pause it, mm-hmm. 
Save forever, a la Sandlot. Forever. And then take a shot. All right. You've been warned. Uh, Buffy is walking amongst coffins. Bum, bum, bum. Did you... I remember the first time I saw this really thinking someone was going to pop out of one. I mean, I don't remember the first time maybe, but this time I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure nobody comes out of there. I'm pretty sure she's just shopping for coffins because her mom just died. Well, I remember now, yes, but the first time I saw it, maybe, I mean, because I'd been watching it on DVD, Mm. if I hadn't watched them back to back, I remember just thinking like... It reminded me of Teresa's Wake in season two. Mm, yeah, yeah. Where they they go to Teresa's Wake and they're you think they're just attending as like mourners and then the body wakes up. Yeah. So I this was the opposite where I forgot that she should be shopping for a coffin like a normal person yeah. in mourning, um, and just assumed that at some point a vampire is going to pop out of one of these. But she is picking out Joyce's coffin. Dawn uh, is feeling feelings. Mm-hmm. But Buffy obviously just wants to, like, get this over with. I don't really blame either one of them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're both very natural responses to what's happened. And I don't really, like, I'm not mad at either one of them for their responses. I can't decide which of these two I would be in this situation. Who Mm -hmm. do you think you'd be? I think in this particular one, I'd probably be more Buffy. I don't know. I think there's a difference if you're the one in charge. Yeah. Like, if you're a Buffy and you're, it's my job to get this done. Yeah, I just want to get it done. This yeah. one. This one's fine. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Let's move on. If I can see if I'm Dawn and I'm not forced to make these decisions, I would ruminate on it more. Mm-hmm. I've also been a little always perplexed by all the money that goes into things with a funeral. Like, I just feel like as long as it's not like piece of shit i don't care what box you put me in i mean yeah you're not gonna see it yeah i mean uh, yeah don't have like plywood that's gonna break i I don't know it's it's always just felt very weird to me i've I've never also had to pick out things for a funeral so maybe my mind would change in that situation yeah i feel like when it's when it's me i'm in -hmm. the same point of view of like don't i don't i'm not there Mm -hmm. so don't you know thousands and thousands of dollars on it i've Mm -hmm. known how much coffins cost thank god um, but I can also understand if I'm the one planning a loved one's funeral, yeah. the pressure to like, Ugh. I don't want to disrespect this person's memory yeah. with a shitty coffin because yeah. it looks like I'm trying to save a buck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do something that they wouldn't have liked in like literally the last thing their body is ever going to be present for. Because I, because I'm cheap yeah. or something. I think the only thing I've, I've, I've laid out very specifically is I want. So at some point during like funeral wake wherever, the uh, good night music from Saturday Night Live to play at my funeral. Oh my gosh, <laughs> cremation! That's all. You know, like every time Chris and I watch something, we're like, because yeah. I because I find most funeral practices weird. Yeah, I just think the whole process is weird. Mm-hmm. Just cremation. Just do it. It's makes so much more sense. Yeah, I yeah I think cremation because that's. I think in pretty much any scenario, it's usually like the like cheapest, least like wasteful option. You don't have to. There's not like a lot of choices that people have to go through. Sure. To yeah. figure out like how to do it, where to do it. You need to get a plot, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So later they're discussing more funeral plans over dinner. Giles is just the best fucking guy. Oh, he's so sweet. He is really pulling his weight here. Mm-hmm. I, I He's... 
really helped Buffy um, during the last episode um, in helping just deal with Joyce's death. And now he's helping with funeral arrangements mm-hmm. and communicating with family. We're going to see him doing the dishes and yeah. cooking. He's just, he's just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not even like that upset that Buffy's, you know, dad, dad never shows up. Cause it's like, you know what? She's got a better dad. He's so much better than <laughs> yeah. he, w- than Hank would have ever been. Uh, Hank. So yeah, this whole process of planning a funeral, oh. I just, it, to me, it's like, so like, I, you know, I've planned a wedding. Mm-hmm. It took me over a year. Yeah. You're basically asking to do someone, asking someone to do the same thing in like three days. Mm-hmm. I just, I cannot wrap my head around yeah, that. That's so weird. So Hank hasn't called. We're not surprised. Oof. Such a dick. That's, I mean, really though, the escalation from, yeah, he was fine, good even, mm-hmm. to he's just not around, to philandering with his secretary. To now just total yeah. dick, not even showing up to the funeral of uh, orphaning his children, basically. Yes, exactly. Like this, yeah. it's it's a quite an escalation, yeah. and almost a hundred percent off screen. <laughs> yeah, they they couldn't get that actor back. Willow's been stopping by her mom's a lot, mm. which is really sweet. Yeah. On their way out, Willow and Xander run into Spike. Uh oh. With flowers for um, Joyce. Blah blah. I love his yeah. speech about why he liked Joyce. Oh, she always had a cuppa. It made so much sense oh, yeah. that, like, she treated him like she never. And like looking back, yeah. like even when she mm-hmm. beat him over the head with an axe, yeah, she wasn't treating him like she was treating him like a man yeah. that attacked her daughter. She mm-hmm. never treated him like a monster. Yeah, yeah, she was always very, very open to to him in a way that I think everyone else because they're like, oh, we know Spike's bad. That she was always, you know, gi- giving him the benefit of the doubt, but not being, mm-hmm. like, dumb about it. Just being right. like, yeah, you're not doing anything to threaten me or my family. You're having a pleasant conversation. Have a cup of tea. She made him cocoa. She made him cocoa when Drusilla broke his heart. Mm-hmm. Xander thinks it's all a show for Buffy. No. But, and I love this detail. Mm-hmm. You know, he throws the flowers yeah. at Xander's feet and there's no card. Yeah. And I like that they don't need mm-hmm. to, like, spell it out for you about, like, that means he's not looking for credit. He was just yeah. going to leave the flowers. Yeah, that's one of two moments in, in these two episodes that I think it's so great that they don't feel the need to dumb da- dumb it down for the audience. They can just, like, here you go. You get it, right? You get it. Okay. We don't have to, to have a line, which I'm sure some producer network head somewhere would have probably requested at some point like can we clarify that that means that he mm-hmm. wasn't doing it for buffy and like no no it's so much more meaningful when you mm-hmm. get there and you're like <gasps> oh my god oh yeah oh wow uh we see joyce's funeral mm-hmm. dawn leaves with tara and willow yeah we get the idea that she doesn't really want to be left alone with buffy yeah and i'm also like not sure how much is just like the the kind of I need to be away from her because like us being together is too sad or too much for me right now. And how much is I have this plan? I'm going to you know use my two witch friends mm-hmm. to get my mom back. Like how soon she comes up with that idea? I never got that she even thought about that mm-hmm. until Tara says we're witches, we know stuff. Yeah, 
to me, it always seems like that's mm-hmm. when that occurs to her. Yeah. So I always just got this, that she's mad at Buffy because mm-hmm. Buffy's been distant combined yeah. with, I don't want to have either. I don't want to sit in this house. The two of us not talking together, mm-hmm. which you see is what they're doing before the funeral, yeah. that they're just in opposite rooms, not interacting. I also kind of just don't really want to have this big emotional talk with her either. Yeah. Part of me just is kind of avoiding yeah, that. I just need to kind of be in this moment mm-hmm. right now. Buffy, meanwhile, stays until sundown. Mm. And then Angel shows up. Oh, he's there to lend a hand. Like, literally, he mm-hmm. just grabs her hand. Yeah. This is one of those moments that I'm just... I'm so surprised to see him mm-hmm. one second, and then the very next second, you're like, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course mm-hmm. he'd be there. He'd yeah. have to be there. Yeah. So back at the dorm room, Willow and Tara are talking to Don about grieving, and yeah. Tara says, we're witches, we know stuff, which mm-hmm. I think is what yeah. gives Don the idea of, I want to bring back my mom. Mm-hmm. It's weird here that Tara never connects with Don as someone who also lost her mom. That is a little weird, and it's it's one of those things like almost wonder if that was something where, you know, scripts are written at different points. If they just hadn't had that particular thread written when they wrote the script and never went back to change it in this scene. Mm. It seems like one of those kind of things where it's not like it's not a continuity error by any means, but it seems like it would make a lot of sense for that to at least be acknowledged. Because as it is right now, she comes off as as patronizing towards mm. Dawn. We're like, no. she can connect with Buffy on this way about like. I also lost a mom yeah. and it's always sudden and it's really hard. And with Dawn, she's like, we're witches. We know stuff. Like, mm-hmm. okay, but she's not seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like, if anything, she could probably connect with Dawn more because when it happened to her, she was probably closer, at least in like emotional age mm-hmm. to, to Dawn than, than no, she, she was to... not six months old, I don't think. And a key that just got transformed from another dimension. Oh, yeah. That's right. She's she's just a little baby. <laughs> So Anya and Xander's sex life is just better than ever. Aww. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Anya's logic is sound. Mm-hmm. She says you can't have life without death, which makes death less sad. Mm-hmm. And life is made from sex, which makes sex more exciting. Yeah. And this scares the shit out oh, of Xander. I love how like, <laughs> like 75% of the scene is just like quiet panic slowly building within Xander. <laughs> She's like, she's on top of me. Do I shove her off me? Oh, God. <laughs> and then like the fact the that condoms. she's not, that she immediately understands yeah. what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Like, relax, buddy. Yeah. I'm not saying I want a baby. I'm just saying I have the power to make one. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's very important to say like, and I could see myself doing that with you. Yeah. And that's the, that's, I think one of the sweetest things is like, you could like come to the, uh, you know, just the conclusion that, because, you know, sex and life and death are all connected, they're all tied together, that it makes, you know, sex more uh, intense and uh, more meaningful experience without necessarily saying, and I'd want to make life with the person I'm doing it with currently. You could you could have that as different thoughts. Yes, correct. Back at the dorm, Tara tells Don, no, magic cannot be used to alter the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. Willow, meanwhile. Willow? Little, no. Little little wishy-washy. Mm-mm, Willow? Well, I'm glad that, that you know, she quickly gets control <laughs> of that, and it never becomes a problem again for Willow. Never again. Uh, so th- it really seems to me that, like, Willow is into magic as 
I'm gonna, I'm trying to think of a, like a, I'm gonna think of a real clunky metaphor. Ready? Mm-hmm. Willow is like someone who's into yoga mm-hmm. purely for fitness and yep. enjoys it, and it's fun, mm-hmm. and let's let's do all the yoga. Yeah. Tara is like someone who's into yoga for that reason as well, but also as like this spiritual meditative mm-hmm. yeah. practice. So Willow's response to magic is more like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Whereas Tara is very much like approaching this from the historical, yeah. responsible, we are a sacred order type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, to make it even like simpler and, and I guess probably a little dumber. Um, it's like, well, a lot of times things, what can magic do for me? Mm. And Tara's like, what can I do for magic or with magic? Uh, That's as, great. Yeah. I really like that. That's mm-hmm. very well put. Uh, Buffy tells Angel that she's been keeping busy with funeral stuff. No. But really, now that it's over, she's terrified. What does she do now? Yeah. And that's super relatable. Really, really relatable. Again, luckily, I have never been in this situation of mm-hmm. losing a parent or being the executor of one's estate. Yeah. But this is, a, I can, when I put myself in those shoes, I mm. feel like this would be my response of oh, like, yeah. planner Kristen is going to jump in and mm-hmm. get this stuff taken care of, but really doesn't want it to end because that means feelings are going to happen. Yeah. You can just be in the, the go into super pragmatic mode where it's just, you know, beat, 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 do the things I need to do. And that just kind of engage your brain entirely in that. So the emotions don't come out because there's no room for them. And then, yeah. Yeah. So I like Joyce as a character. Uh, she made mistakes in parenting, but mm-hmm. so does every single yeah. parent on this earth. No mm-hmm. one is perfect. And most single moms are not raising vampire slayers. <laughs> uh, being a single, some, not most. Some of them. Um, being a single mom is the hardest job in the world. Mm-hmm. And Joyce did it in this very special circumstance <laughs> yeah. of, I mean, like, so you, you know, if you equate it to you have a teenager who's getting arrested for fights and sneaking out at night. Mm-hmm. And like, so you're not just a single parent. You're a single parent with a criminal child. Yeah. That's very hard to do everything right. Joyce, great mom, not perfect. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with this episode in particular, mm-hmm. and I feel like kind of the only, the way that Joyce is portrayed starting now maybe moving forward and kind of part of season five really Mm. is just that she was perfect Mm. and she wasn't. Buffy says here, I can stick wood in vampires, but mom was the strong one in real life. She always knew how to make things better. Just what to say. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. I mean, just Mm -hmm. think of, I mean, I again, go back to season two. Yeah. And not just when she kicks Buffy out of the house. Mm -hmm. For all of season two, Buffy and Joyce were fighting. Mm -hmm. When Buffy defended the school in school hard, despite the fact that she saved everyone's life, Joyce grounded her forever and ever because she wasn't in the gym. Yeah. And again, Joyce didn't have all the information. She was doing the best job Mm -hmm. she could. And that's my point. But she wasn't perfect. She did kick Buffy out of the house when Buffy came out as a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. So I never, I've just never liked this speech. 
I, I don't know, because I also feel like people do tend to paint their loved ones who are missing often, uh, you know, better than they are. They do oh, sure. tend to, like, sanctify them to a degree. I think I, it wouldn't bother me so much if there wasn't a counterbalancing at some point where they do talk about her flaws or even just, like, tell a story where it's kind of like, it's, you know, a, a fond memory of Joyce, but not like her being, you know saintly and you know the, the almost laughing mother. at her foibles yeah, because we all make exactly. mistakes and like mm-hmm. the great thing about time is that you look back at a mistake you made like wow that was dumb right yeah. you know now all of a sudden i'm thinking of moo and joyce you know granted under the spell of mm-hmm. little kids but even before then she was acting a little weird that episode yeah. i'm not saying you should speak ill of the dead and i'm not saying that you should take anything away from a single mom that mm-hmm. was trying her best yeah but I just want to point out, mom always knew exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. Not a true statement. Buffy wonders what would have happened if she'd gotten home 10 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Which, sweetie. I'm so, oh. She was cold. <laughs> she, well, and even if she got home, I mean, you, you just can't do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You just didn't. Yeah. It's not like, you know, your mom called you. Mm-hmm. When she had a bad headache and said, Buffy, get home quick. Yeah. And you decided, eh, she's fine. I'll swing by the library first. That is not what happened. That's really cold because who wants to go to a library? <laughs> I enjoy the library. Uh, but she didn't. She had no idea that what was going to happen to Joyce. You don't know what would have happened mm-hmm. if you had shown up an hour earlier, a yeah. half hour earlier. This could have been so quick that even if you were sitting right next to her on mm-hmm. the couch and your mom said, huh, my head hurts and she falls over, she's gone. Yeah. It, you just can't. I just, I just want to, Buffy, you can't do this to yourself. Yeah. Don't I, do it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where ever in any situation like this, like the one I, I think of is when I was really little, my sister got into a car accident and she just kept talking about how it's like, I had just left 10 minutes earlier until finally somebody was just like, then maybe you would have gotten T-boned and right. died. You just like, don't know. You don't know. My, that's funny because my mom let me her car once in high school and, um, I was like going to work and I, you know, coming home, I could go mm-hmm. one of two ways, the way that my family usually went, but the way that I went that required no left turns without a turn signal yeah. or a, a left turn light. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just like that because I, I don't like the whole thing where you go out into the middle of the intersection and wait for your turn to make a yeah. left. Especially during rush hour. Ooh. I like to avoid those wherever no, possible. Those are horrible. So I went my way. And while I was stopped at a stoplight, the woman behind me fell asleep at the wheel of the car, <gasps> rammed into me. Um, and my mom got so mad at me. She's like, this is a brand new car. You've ruined it. If you had just gone the other way. I'm like, no, what? Then maybe it happened there, too. You don't know. And it's not like, granted, yes. You could, you could say probably causally. If you had taken the different route, that accident probably wouldn't have happened. But it it wasn't like you directly intentionally did anything that was wrong to cause that accident. No, I, in fact, I took the safer route you in took, theory. Yeah, you took the safer route. You did everything fine. <laughs> you you did nothing incorrectly. You just happened to uh, be in front of somebody who uh, couldn't take a nap. <laughs> so Buffy wants to know how she's going to adult. Angel tells her she's strong and she's not alone. Mm. Buffy asks him to stay in town forever. Forever. Take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) 
They kiss. Oh, grief sex all around. This is the first bangle kiss on Buffy since season three. Oh, yeah. This is a good kiss. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, you know, you better go. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make mistakes all over again. Yep. <laughs> Just the same big ones. Hey, look, it's Ben. Cool. Ben's glory. No, no, Ben was Ben was here. Yeah. And then Glory was here. Oh, but then where'd Ben go? He I think he went away. I think he was trying to help me. Oh. We should okay. thank him. Oh good. Okay. Uh he refers to Glory as his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's there's I don't think there really is a term for what they are. <laughs> what other pronoun are you gonna use? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I don't know. Maybe you could apply something for somebody who has like dissociative identity disorder or something. But oh. I don't think that would really be accurate because they literally physically change form. Although if you've seen the movie Split. <laughs> you just fell down a rabbit hole. You're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and that connects into the uh, wider Shyamalan verse. <laughs> no. He says, I won't help Buffy find the key. Mm-hmm. I would never do that to an innocent. Chair. <laughs> That's what he should have done. Dead Chair. chair. Poor chair. <laughs> and then the rest of the season is Glory of the Minions just beating up chairs. <laughs> oh, no, everyone's really tired all the time because they have nowhere to sit down. <laughs> and that's truly hell on earth. Oh, no. End of series. <laughs> the prophecy came true. My feet, they hurt all the time. <laughs> I've done so much leaning. <laughs> Buffy Sander. <laughs> 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 so the minion catches this and goes an innocent oh the key is an innocent that's interesting no you're fine i'm going never mind oh uh, and this uh, the entire time watching this i'm like i'm pretty sure he does but i'm just like fucking kill him kill him <laughs> fucking, fucking kill, kill him. fucking kill him kill the guy do something little demon. and he does well he stabs he the tries he um, well okay he stabs him he doesn't Once know it's not gonna gut. work okay fine he's but, a doctor he should know better know. or a nurse i forget he's a doctor he's a doctor it, I mean, we were complaining last time mm-hmm. that, like, he doesn't do enough to stop Glory. Yeah. And at this moment, I'm like, thank you. But he still doesn't do enough. It's not enough, but it's something. It's something. more than just like, oh, well, I've got to go to work. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor, so everything else is okay, yeah. even if it brings on the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's okay, because I'm a doctor, yeah. you see. Ugh. Can't be a doctor to seven billion people. That's his his goal, actually. Is this all a money making scheme? Uh, he wants he's gonna be a doctor to seven billion people. It's a really elaborate con, basically. Collect their medical expenses. Again, I'm coming and going. <coughs> oh, you should see Ben. <laughs> the next morning. Dawn is left alone in the dorm. Willow. Willow, no. Bad Willow. Bad. Uh. She pulls the book out that Dawn needs to do the resurrection spell. I don't think that Willow wants zombie Joyce. No. I think she just doesn't like... If you told Willow you can't win first prize in the the science contest, Mm -hmm. she'd go, fuck you. Yeah. And then she'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if you tell, well, you can't do that with magic. Yeah. She goes, well, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Here's the book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There is something about her where she she does have trouble accepting certain things. I think it almost feeds into like there's 
there's like a certain order that she sees in her head almost. And like that can usually manifest as, as rules, but it can also mean like what you can and can't do or what you should or shouldn't have. Mm. And sometimes I think that means that what would by most others be considered rules like of, uh, human decency or uh, the the will of God or whatever you want to, you know, say it for not resurrecting the dead, mm. um, that it's it's almost that same kind of rigidity where it's like, no, I, I, this can't be the way it is. I don't want this. I need to change this, that, you know, I'm going to you know, find the way to make that happen, even if it's not strictly moral. Um, as I think later on, we'll see it more directly. This one, I think is a little bit more like, um, uh, I don't really think that she should just never do anything. So here's something to just kind of give you some like general ideas and then we'll see what happens. What are part of R- Willow's attraction to magic mm-hmm. is she's, she's so little miss follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that as like mm-hmm. uh, making fun of her because that's me. I always say I'm Liz Lemon. Like, no, there are rules and you follow them and you stand in line and you wait your turn. Oh, line cutters. No, they're the worst. They're awful. But I feel like maybe part of Willow's attraction to magic is there's no rules in magic. Mm. You get to defy gravity. You get to defy common sense sometimes. And this is where she gets to kind of break free of those Mm -hmm. barriers. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think there's something, something to that. That's, it's, it's her outlet to let go in a really meaningful way. Right. Dawn disguises nosing about the magic box as very oh, ineffective. Oh, we missed when sh- when Dawn's reading the book. Yeah. Widespread panic poster. Okay. Well, that's very important. Take a shot. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Dawn disguises nosing about the magic box as very ineffectual dusting. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't need to open up a book and dust it. She <laughs> definitely does that with, like, two of the books. Like- She's also like, I'm just kind of like tapping things with this feather duster it's like a poor animation of a character in the background dusting (laughs) i'm moving my arm with duster (laughs) giles tells her the more dangerous items are upstairs like how anya is threatened by all of this especially by dawn touching the money (laughs) oh yeah yeah she gets to fondle the money like dawn's gonna take her job Mm -hmm. dawn immediately heads straight upstairs yeah this is not sneaky no, she plays it off like I'm being real sneaky. It's like, no, you just walked upstairs. She All she did was walk upstairs. And at any point, anyone might turn around and be like, Don, where are you going? Yeah. To do on. Hey, Don, what's up? And like, she goes through the books and then she goes, mm-hmm. slowly back down. You're just making it worse. Hurry the fuck down. Yeah. I think there's a way to make it a little, little sneakier or just not make a big deal out of it being sneaky. Or just the thing is that they ne- they don't cut to what? To where Giles and... Like, when she looks mm-hmm. back, we don't see what she sees. No, that too, yeah. That's weird. That, like, yeah. if she's going to look behind her and be like, oh, what are they doing? Yeah, Show me what they're doing. Yeah, if you're trying to build that tension that have, like, some some more near misses or fake outs, the only thing you get is Giles walking through the beaded curtain, like, looking at something else in the background. Yeah. That's not... That's weird. Yeah. That night, Dawn takes dirt from her mom's grave. Spike is there. Mm-hmm. Judging by Dawn's book, Spike knows what she's doing. Yeah. And yet... Even though he knows Joyce is going to come back as a zombie, he wants to help. Definitely interpreted two ways that he's like, well, if this is going to happen, I'm going to help. Or let me try to do this 
the better way, maybe she won't be a zombie when she comes back. If I get you mm. the help of, you know, the guy who actually knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. then maybe there's a chance this will turn out okay. Or it's just like, fuck it. Let's do this. I feel like Spike's morality, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in yeah. general, is it's not really the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. Because if the ending is Joyce becoming a zombie, mm-hmm. well, okay, so if the ending is the Summer's daughters are no longer in pain, yeah. that's it. He can justify yeah. everything up into that oh, point. Yeah. It's the same thing with him kidnapping Buffy. Mm-hmm. If in his demented mind, yeah. it ends with Buffy and him together, he can justify mm-hmm. any way to make that happen. Yeah. But Spike is very childlike in the way that if if he wants something or thinks something should be shit, so it's almost kind of similar to Willow in a way that it's that yeah that it's it's okay to do whatever and it's not immoral to do whatever if that's what will make you happy or make the person that in the moment you care about happy. It's a very kind of hell bent, uh, almost nihilistic kind of morality where it's mm. it's. Nothing really matters but the moment. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, if he was more evil than he is now, Mm -hmm. he would apply that to drinking blood. It's Mm -hmm. awkward because he's not a moral creature. He's still a vampire, but he's trying to use this same justification for doing things like building a Buffy shaped robot. Or bringing Buffy's mom back as a zombie. Or locking her up in his pleasure cave. Giles at home that night drinking. Did you note he's listening to the same song that he enjoys we're listening to in Band Candy? Yeah, it's really sad. They were buddies. Yeah. I still maintain they could have had a romantic relationship. I mean, they did two times. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Um, they could have have a had a longer lasting romantic relationship that's not a slight on giles Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's the kind of thing where if she hadn't died so young i feel like one of the big roadblocks roadblocks is buffy's still kind of growing up Mm -hmm. yeah she's in college now but you know you're not really a grown-up at age 20 no like no. You you might take on responsibilities and you might be good at it. But you're not mm-hmm. really a grown up yet. I wasn't. Um, no. I I mean maybe there's some wunderkind freak of nature who the, is like let's just say the developed. majority yes. of people. Yes. Um so there's still some growing up to be done. And I feel like part of why they probably never really attempted a non weirdly teenage mind relationship. Uh, was that that would be very weird for Buffy. And they yeah. both care about her very much. Mm-hmm. Probably more than anybody else. Well, except Dawn. But that's only for the last six months. Um, <laughs> so I, I totally get why they didn't, even though they really could. And it's really sad that they never get the chance. Yeah. I feel like it would have been weird for Buffy. I also feel like she would have gotten over it. I feel like she would have teased them about it for the oh. rest of her damn oh, life. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But I feel it's sad because I feel like she would have gotten over it, guys. Yeah, and but I, I'm also of the mind of like I understand waiting a couple years yeah. if you're you know if you're just kind of like dating around and then maybe try this out when it's a little less awkward. Sure. But yeah. 
Spike takes Dawn to see Doc. Ooh. <laughs> no. No. So sweet. He's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. But again, Spike's trying to be good. He thinks yep. he's doing Dawn a favor. He doesn't want credit from Buffy. He doesn't want Buffy to know that he helped. Yeah. He just doesn't like to see the Summers women in pain. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like part of him wants to see this too. It's yeah. just part of him. He wants, misses her too. Yeah, yeah. He just wants her back too. Yeah. Uh, Jinxie came home to Glory all stabbed up. Oh. Glory actually cares. I mean, I guess. A little. I mean, for Glory. But I mean, it's the same kind of thing of like, oh no, my toy broke. <laughs> I'm fair. bummed out. That's true, but that's kind of more credit than I would have given her. I get, yeah, that, that's that's fair too. Uh, he lets Glory know that the key's in human form. We mm. find out that Ben's stabbing was completely ineffectual because she can just fix him right up. Yeah, and also just stab him one time, just once, once in the gut. Could kill him. Could not. Just saying, Ben, you're a doctor. Apparently, the you know, like in terms of like medically, stabbing in the gut is the worst place to get stabbed mm-hmm. because of sepsis. Sepsis. <laughs> that is a true fact. Yep. But I do like bringing back the word sepsis. Sepsis. We said. Uh, <laughs> I love this scene, all the different attempts at the hyperbolic uh, mm. glorifications of glory. Get it. Just most. Get it. Get it. Uh, My yeah. gl- glorifications of glory. Because um, she's, she's glorificous. I get no, I, you, But it works for. No, I get it. I said it. I get it. <laughs> Just most highest one. Thou. <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> so that was a good one. Good one. <laughs> I like everyone's reaction where even they were looking at him like, dude. <laughs> He's like, I can't, you guys, I'm dying. <laughs> you don't have a backup one? A rainy day praise? I feel like they do spend their free time with like, Spiral bound notebooks, just writing down. It's like one guy at a, a whiteboard. Okay, guys. <laughs> God, Brainstorm. So many. Your most ripe strawberryness is that one. <laughs> Sounds like one. Write it on the board. Doc uh, is played by Joel Gray, <gasps> played by Jennifer Gray's dad, and a very famous actor. Yep. Who I will only ever associate with this role. Oh boy. And the MC in Cabaret. Well, yeah. Cabaret. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty iconic. But still, when I watch Cabaret, I'm like, it's Doc! Yeah. Doc in Cabaret. And I mean, canonically, maybe. Sure. We I'm don't... sure he's thrilled about that somewhere going, you guys, I did so much. <laughs> but like, you know, I, you can make the argument, you know, you don't know exactly what happens to the MC after the events of Cabaret. Sure. Maybe he becomes a demon doctor guy demon, just hanging sure. out all, all around. Do you know what he was almost cast as? Hold on. It's a very iconic role. And he was not cast in the end, they said, in part because he was too short. The master? Nope. Willy Wonka. In Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, no, I know. who. I'm just trying to picture it. Yeah, they said he was too short and too close in height to the kids. Oh. And that was one reason <laughs> why they didn't yeah, go with them. Oh. I mean, he still did fine. He did a huge career. Oh, yeah. No, he, he was a wonderful person. Yeah. He has a tail. Mm-hmm. He tells them that they must steal a Gora egg from her nest. If anything goes wrong with the spell, destroy the picture of your mom. Yep. He seems so nice here. Yeah. So at some point, he snatches, mm-hmm. like, a very large piece of hair out of her yeah. head. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Don't yeah. touch my hair. 
Um, it breaks it by enough by itself as is. He snatches a long mm-hmm. piece of hair out of her head and he examines it under the light. Yeah. And that's how he's like, your DNA is strong, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. In that moment, do you think he knew she was the key? If he can see her DNA. I don't think so. Cause I feel like then the events of the season would be sped up. Cause I don't know why he wouldn't have. We don't know at this point if, if, if glory has recruited him, if, their buds. I feel like the impression I get from this character is that he is very knowledgeable, very worldly in this, you know, underworld, underworldly, I guess. Um, <laughs> and that if he knew that 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 was the information, he would know that it was super valuable, and he would find the way to get you know something out of it. That's just my interpretation of the character off of the limited time we spend with him. That's a good point. Don insists on helping to get the egg. He calls her Betty Buffy. Betty Buffy. Betty Buffy. She's a little Betty Buffy. Cause she's being all bossy. Bossy mm-hmm. Betty Buffy. Bossy Betty Buffy bumpers. <laughs> Spike wakes up the demon so Don can grab the egg. Mm-hmm. He says, heads up. Uh, you get it? Because it's got three heads, He's guys. got multiple heads. Mm-hmm. Heads up. <laughs> Back of the dorm when Willow is journaling. Which is a healthy response to death. Mm-hmm. I have never kept a journal past maybe a week. Yeah. The only real journal I've kept is of movies I watched for watching 366 movies. Oh, did you make that goal? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, uh, my live journal was very active. Yeah. It was... It was it mostly was me copying alive. cheesy inspirational quotes. Yeah, how's that girl? Let's see if we can go in the Wayback Machine and find that. Uh, let's not. I actually think they're segment. still. I think they still exist. Chris, Chris found his. Um, if I remembered my screen name, maybe I could find mine. I don't think I want to see it. I think this should be a new segment. Live <laughs> Journal Theater. <laughs> Just with Kristen. Do you guys really want a lot of inspiration quotes specifically about theater? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever contemplate getting a two masks tattoo? Yes. <laughs> of course. That definitely was was in the cards. <laughs> so Tara notices that the history of witchcraft is missing. Mm. Well, I don't know what maybe light reading. Oh, uh, I don't know. She's such a bad liar. She's and then terrible. Tara's even more terrible at not being able to see through. I just like to think that she's worried about bigger issues than yeah. Willow acting weird. She's mm-hmm. already three steps ahead to what yeah. Dawn's about to do yeah. and how to stop it. Mm-hmm. So they call Buffy to warn her. Mm. Dawn does the spell. Tara told Buffy that people come back wrong. Do you want more details as to what that means? I don't, but that's also because I just, I feel like there's a long cultural history of this kind of story of trying to bring somebody back and they come back wrong, like Pet cemetery and short mm-hmm. stories and monkey's paw and all that kind of stuff. I also feel like it's more important to me that Joyce would not have wanted this. Mm. It feels disrespectful to her memory. Yeah. But like, even if she didn't want to die so young, yeah. And leave her daughters orphaned. If you were like, oh, but you're going to come back as not you, mm-hmm. as like a shell in a body, I can just be like, no, guys, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Dawn says that she needs Joyce because she doesn't have anyone. Buffy won't even look at her. Mm. She says that Buffy's been acting like she doesn't even care that Joyce is dead. 
You've just been cleaning up after mom's mess. Oh. And Buffy slaps her for it. Yeah. Neither one of them is wrong here. Oh, yeah. I don't think that is what Buffy's acting like, but that is also a super shitty fucking thing to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Buffy says, I have to do these things because when I stop, she's really gone. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Who's going to take care of us? Oh, that's like what gets me. I cried so fucking hard. Yeah. So hard. And then you see the shadow walking past oh, the window. In the background. And we see it before they do. Mm-hmm. It knocks. Uh, and just like at the beginning of the body, Buffy calls out, Mommy. Uh, and I love how Don has to be the one to, to be strong here. I really like the reversal, yeah. reversal right here. That yeah. now that it's almost that Buffy has taken this huge responsibility off her shoulders and put it on Dawn's. Mm-hmm. And now that Dawn feels the weight of her decision is the one that has to make the hard one. Yeah. And it's a great character moment for her seeing that she, she does. And she mm-hmm. really takes the responsibility very decisively, very bravely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really good Dawn moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it is that d- makes Dawn change her mind? It's an interesting question. I think it's something along the lines of, and it's probably more complicated. There's probably lots of different subtle things that go into it, but almost the, the knowledge that, oh no, Buffy might not be able to fix this if this screws up. Mm. Is that she sees that Buffy needs this perhaps even more than she does. And I think she, she does know that this could have gone wrong at almost any point. She, she, did hear those and just decided to go past them. Those warnings of this might not work out. I think she wants it to go right, but knows that it might go wrong. And seeing mm-hmm. that, oh, Buffy's not going to be strong enough to stop this. I have to before she gets hurt. I feel like Dawn has been so consumed with this one thought that I miss my mom. I want my mom. Yeah. I miss my mom. I want my mom. I need her back because I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. That Buffy's confession is able to break through that. And mm. Dawn's able, I don't think Dawn has considered the bigger ramifications until then. It's mm. the, it's the thought she still feels alone and still wants her mom, but that's mm. now not the only important thing in the universe. Mm. Okay. So what do you think of this one? Uh, it's pretty good. It's thankfully not as sad as the body, but still pretty, pretty big bummer. They try to, you know, Lighten it up where they can with, you know, a new interesting character. Demon fight's pretty, pretty fun. But yeah, it's, it's a heavy episode and uh, pretty well done. I think so too. I, th- yeah. I think we needed this. Mm-hmm. I feel like other sad episodes after the super sad episode, yeah. and I'm thinking surprise innocence. Mm-hmm. Buffy tends to hit us with a funny light one yeah. to be like, it's okay, guys. We're all okay. And I think this was an instance where the show writers knew like we need to deal with these issues. Yeah, you need yeah, you need to kind of like cool it down. It's, you don't want to totally shift that jarringly. It would yeah, even yeah. Th- that would feel disrespectful mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I think we needed to see the funeral, to see mm-hmm. the characters grieving, but it's it's still really hard. Yeah. And in in magical universe, I think it's important to ask the question, well why didn't they just bring her back? Yes. And, and this kind of quells all those questions. Yeah, and I I think the that's one thing I really appreciate about Whedonverse shows is where it can sometimes seem like there's no rules or you know things can always happen, and then a lot of times when something can happen, 
the explanation feels very basically we didn't think of a good one but mm. the story needs to happen this way so you just can't right whereas this it actually like it really shows you really drives in the fact that you can't and mm-hmm. here's why mm-hmm. and to the point that like you're you're rooting for do not bring her back yeah yeah which is important okay i think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor Ooh. still single yeah meeting anyone nope tried match yeah okay cupid yeah e-harmony yeah e-cupid uh i think so yeah e-bombs world what is that even tinder and yep no luck oh no i think i've got just the thing not another app please not an app warren's build a girlfriend workshop i'm not dating a sex doll because you're getting so much action right now. Hey! Anyways, this isn't a sex doll. This is a fully personalized, programmable, robotic girlfriend. A robot? No way. I'll prove it to you. Just type in what you're looking for in a girl. <sighs> okay. Uh, good sense of humor. And what she'll look like. Uh, well, I've always digged redheads. <laughs> and your favorite sexual positions. Hey, stop reading over my shoulder. Warren will compile all of this information to manufacture a state-of-the-art personal robotic sex slave as a girlfriend. Wait, will it have free will? Nope. Oh, good. The last thing I want is a girlfriend who thinks for herself. Oh, she's done baking. You baked her? Don't worry about it. Here's your new girlfriend. Hi, Michael. Uh, hello. You are pretty cute. Sorry, what's your name? Whatever you want it to be. You know what? Why don't you pick? Would that make you happy? Uh, sure. I have always liked the name Sex Robot. Uh, this is getting weird. I, I, I think I have to bail. <laughs> Why would you want to leave me? I know all 27 of your favorite positions. Well, maybe. Initiate command folder Sex Positions 2. Wow. That's weird. That This feels kind of... Uh, While I load position 13, I will run kissing folder 1. Kiss me. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, thanks. I, I'm flattered, but I just... Uh, no, no, no. Then how about a nice game of chess? Huh? How about a nice game of chess? How about a nice game of chess? How about a nice game of chess? Um... Help, please. How about a nice game of chess? Uh-oh. How about a nice game of chess? Uh-oh. How about a nice game of chess? How about a nice game of chess? Error command sequence corrupted. Initiate combat mode. Oh, your eyes. Wait, why are they glowing red? Oh, God, help me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All the things with you. Warren's build a girlfriend ah. workshop. <gasps> because love means shut up and do what I say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sex robot. It's time to put Forever back on the shelf and open the books on Intervention. Papa Giles helping with the dinner and dishes. Mm, He's so fucking cute. Adorable. Very important question for you. Yes. 
What would you name a moldy plate of food? Um, Timothy Tacos? Oliver Platter. <laughs> I like it. Yep. I like it. Yep. Not Harry Platter? Uh, no, because I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd want to put glasses on it. <laughs> Buffy wants to take a break from training. She's worried that she's becoming too hard and losing her humanity. Giles tells her there's a quest into the desert to help her learn more about being a slayer, but it's two days away, Uh-oh. so they gotta leave uh, leave Dawn all alone. I like that Dawn is supportive here, and like, I'm yeah. fine, go ahead. They've made up. They're mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I, I like most things about the scene, except the part where she blames herself for the breakup with Riley. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just <sighs> incorrect. That's just wrong. God damn it, Buffy. Just. I get I get the not wanting to do training because you're feeling just kind of overwhelmed. You're feeling like this isn't, you know, helping you. I get that. I get that you're feeling hard. I've, you want to be there for your just, sister. I'm feeling like a killer and that I'm losing. But it is not your fault about Riley. No. No. He's no. a douchehead. That wasn't going to work out, and uh, I'd say there's nothing you could or should have done nope. to change that. You should just be happy it's over. Yep. I hear there's a nice doctor in town you can talk to. Introducing the Buffy Bot. Weird, weird love's better than no love. I, I guess. <laughs> Warren's giggle at his, when he says special skills is the oh. grossest fucking thing. <laughs> yep. He's a little like, because <laughs> he's picturing it, because he's a yeah. dirty, gross little troll. Yep. I I feel like he was also one of those guys that did like the weird photoshopped heads of famous women on like nude bodies that were like all the rage in the early age of the internet. Yep. He yep. totally did that. Mm. Glory is on a mission to discover who this human key is. Mm. Uh, and so sends her minions out to find out who the Slayer treats as special. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is a solid plan. No, yeah, that that totally... That makes that, sense. That would even be a good plan even if you didn't know the key was... No, if you just don't like Buffy. Yeah, just like find out who's special there, kidnap that person. Yeah. And uh, you're going to have better luck than you know other villains because well, you've shown that you can easily take her in a one-on-one fight. That's true, yeah. yeah. Giles and his trampy little car... Drive Buffy out to the desert. Oh, this is where we all of a sudden switch to a 1992 Pepsi ad for a second. Just the like sports car in the desert with the the wavy heat lines in front of the camera. It just felt so <laughs> much it's like a weird, weird early 90s ad to me. It's a weird description in the early 90s Pepsi ad of it. I mean, I mean, there's the one with Sidney Crawford that I think starts like that. I think a lot of like early 90s ads just for some reason took place in a desert. Because they were all filmed in Hollywood and the desert's very close. But like they usually vary it up a little bit. Uh, He's going to do a spell to call up a guide for Buffy. Mm -hmm. I really like their banter here. Yeah. This is excellent banter. They're like, it takes more than a week to bleach bones. (laughs) (laughs) That's supposed to comfort me. Yeah. I'm going to jump in, jump out, and shake my gourd around. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm telling her, go quest. Yep. (laughs) Shake, shake, shake. Shake your gourd thing. Shake your gourd thing. It's Giles' new hit song. Okay, but I'm just watching you dance while you uh, do it. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, do one of these over here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Got you, you, got, you learned the shoulder action from Buffy is what you uh, did. Uh, lots of shoulder. <laughs> Spike is fighting the Buffy bot. I think you're using the wrong F word there. <laughs> um, yeah, this is some sort of uh, role playing thing he's got going on. Mm-hmm. Spike, William the Bloody. He obviously wrote her dialogue for her. Yup. You're a terrible poet. Uh-huh. Jesus, you're so bad. <laughs> I'm helpless against you, you fiend. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in a 30s movie serial. <laughs> no wonder Cecily dumped you. <laughs> Giles' spell conjures a gorgeous mountain lion. This is just a beautiful animal. Okay. The big cat house in the zoo is my favorite. I just really, this is a really pretty mountain lion. I, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Just register it as a mountain lion to me. Well, they're all pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty animal. Well, it seems like you're like, guys, this was, as mountain lions go, a really hot one. <laughs> like, there's some real, you know, ooh, go mountain lions you see on film. Like that one episode of 24, ugh. What a dog that lion was. <laughs> but this one, mm, grade A. Well, Scarlett Johansson okay. of Mountain Lions. I get it. I, I was like, I remember the Mountain Lion happens and I haven't seen this episode in a while. So I was like expecting bad computer effects or something. <laughs> it was like an N64 <laughs> lion. Yeah. Like I was just like, this is going to, it can't look good, but it, it's a real mountain lion. Yeah. And it looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I, I would run from this thing. <laughs> or just, I think I'd wear freeze. Because I'd be afraid that if I ran away, it would be like, oh, this is Ooh, a, a toy. <laughs> that, I'd be a toy. She toy. But Buffy follows it because mm-hmm. she's the slayer and she kicks ass. Did you notice in this scene that when she's walking through this lake, mm-hmm. deep in the desert where no one is and she might die from bleach bones and there's car lights in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it could be Giles' car. There you go. He's driving around like <laughs> just cruising. Meanwhile, Tara casts a protection spell around Xander's apartment. Dawn steals some earrings. Well, I'm glad this is a, a <laughs> plot line that we don't need to keep revisiting throughout I'm the series. So happy this exists. Yep. Because apparently she just needs something to do. Mm-hmm. Now that like, okay, she's okay with being the key. And she's come to terms with her mom dying. And this feels like a, a real, like, one tree hill type of personality yeah. thing. Just like, all of a sudden, we're going to give this character this kind of edgy problem that they have. And just kind of like, ooh, this is a part of this character now. Isn't that dramatic? Why does this scream 90s? Doesn't this scream 90s? Was yeah, this the thing that kids did in the 90s? I just, it feels like one of those super contrived, you know, soap opera devices that's yes. just like... That you would use in, in a 90s or 90s style soap opera. Like, yeah. It just doesn't feel like a natural development for this character. It's like a bunch of writers in a room going, mm, okay, what's, what's, uh, what could sizzle with this character? Mm, mm. I also like, part of me is just like picturing where this ends up later on and knowing that like this is not payoff. Yeah. The payoff is just more time taken to give to this that could have been used on literally any other aspect of the story. What was more interesting was in the body when we saw her in school with her fellow hormonal teenager friends. Yeah. 
having a normal teenage mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. That was more compelling. Like that this is something that I've seen teenagers yeah. do. Mhm. The minions are following the Scoobies around, so we see them. Like how are they pulling this off? They are, they're not No. They're not terribly inconspicuous. <laughs> they're not discreet. People just tend to like you see someone with like scabby sore skin and you're like, "Oh, burn vac- victim, don't stare." I remember they're just like using like, "Oh, we're from a secret leper colony that you don't know about that's here and everyone's like wide birth yep. wide birth apparently spike had the buffy bot program too well because yep. now she wants to go patrol mm-hmm. she runs into xander and anya she asks, like, how is your money <laughs> fine thank you for asking <laughs> is legitimately like charmed t- touched by that <laughs> yeah. she was like thank you i maintain that when everyone else is like robot Mm-hmm. April and the Buffy bot could be vengeance demons. It just makes sense. Guys, it just makes sense. <laughs> Spike arrives. <laughs> he's terribly trying to cover it. Just, oh. oh, look, it's Spike and he's wearing a coat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way when he puts on the duster Buffy bot. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> and like she keeps trying to touch him and he's like, ah, my arm. Oh, uh, lay off, Slayer. He's, he's Slayer, you're so mean to me. <laughs> But he's saved by some vamps. Mm-hmm. The minions watch as Buffy is solely concerned with Spike's safety yep. and not her friends. No. Anya, by the way, has a really good coat here. Yeah. Buffy should take notes. Mm-hmm. She's got all those terrible coats. She should throw them out and be like, Anya, take me coat shopping. It could be a whole episode. Whole episode. Coat shopping. Yeah. And then it turns out that the uh, sales clerk is a vampire. <laughs> We're going to stay away from the gold lame coats and ones that look like bathrobes. Yeah, you don't need a bathrobe coat. No bathrobe coat. You know, coats and bathrobes, two separate items. Two different. Very different things. I mean, I know that you guys are hard up for cash. You need coats. You don't necessarily need a bathrobe. You can use a towel. So opt for the coat. Mm -hmm. You don't need the (laughs) two-in-one. Xander and Anya catch Buffy doing Spike in the worst sex scene of television ever <laughs> this is just on so many levels yep. awful just you're the big bad oh <laughs> uh, and just uh, the like barely they're both fully clothed yeah um and <laughs> she's sitting on him and barely moving yep. <laughs> you're the big bad this does not look enjoyable <laughs> for either of them it was it was one of the uh, the files that got corrupted. It was like, oh, this is uh, okay. I guess I'll let you finish. But <laughs> Xander and Anya immediately report to Tara and Willow. I love Tara here. People do weird things when they lose a loved one. Let's not judge. She finds out Buffy's boinking Spike. She's nuts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's nighttime in the desert. Where is her water bottle? Yeah, I mean, she had the thing about like, oh, you didn't bring supplies. Why didn't you bring supplies, Buffy? I I bring a water bottle with me everywhere just in case. Yeah, especially if you know you're going out to the you desert. Knew you were going to the desert. Not even like a Dasani or something. You have now been there for hours. Mm-hmm. She's dead. The rest of the series is just a. It's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Sure. Yes. Spoilers for Jacob's Ladder, I guess. <laughs> Buffy is awoken by the first Slayer. As you know, that's my alarm, too. <laughs> oh, that'd be a cool alarm. <laughs> hmm. 
For a while there, I had the Lion King theme, the Hasalaya, but that's actually really jarring to wake up to because it starts out very strong, very quickly. Like, yeah, he was just shouting shouting at me first thing in the morning. Like, I'm sorry, Lion King. God, I can't do that. I can't do any song that I like because it'll automatically then like, because, you know, even when I ha- you hate you have your things- alarm, you just hate yeah. your alarm because it, it's it's just jarring to be like, no, I want to I want to be in the state I'm in. I don't want to be like jarred into a new state. Yeah. Even if it's like I've got things that I'm looking forward to in the day. You don't like I, or at least I don't like the process of being woken up. <laughs> I switched mine over to the that really pretty the- piano theme from Up. OK. And love it. Waking mm. up is actually pleasant because you're just yeah. like, ah, this is a beautiful song. I feel like I'm part of a Disney movie. I'm a princess. <laughs> no, okay. Kidding. Princess Ed Asner. <laughs> Buffy Bot is now blowing Spike. He's going to get chafed. It just, it's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Too much of a good thing, man. <laughs> okay. So I didn't bring this up earlier. So when their first sex scene, it cuts with... Them on the ground after, you know, tossing each other around a whole bunch. Mm. And you see Spike's head going down. Right? What are you is doing? He, is he going down on that robot? <laughs> yes. Which is like, I mean, I guess consider it, but also like, but no, you had to program that. So that's just like. He enjoys it. Yeah. That's, it's for his pleasure. Yeah. He it's like, it. wow, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting character note about Spike that he enjoys. He's not selfish. That. He's, yeah. He he enjoys giving. Even when he is building something strictly for his own pleasure, he wants to give that thing pleasure. He's a very giving person. Yeah. Vampire. <laughs> yeah, with his, you know, slave sex slave robot. Sex He's robot. very giving with a slave very sex robot. He considerate with his slave sex robot. <laughs> now, you know, not many shows would uh lead to that observation. <laughs> I don't think that you could ever say that about the West Wing. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I missed that episode. <laughs> My next note is so appropriate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't read it. Let's see what that note is. <laughs> Spike says, I won't do that. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, I can't look at you. Okay, I'll, I'll look down. <laughs> as soon as I'm looking down right now, so she can say this one note. It's not helping. It's making it worse. These are not words that are coming out of your mouth right now. Okay, I'll let my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, everything's terrible. Okay, hold on. Mm. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait. Oh, oh, I have a headache. <laughs> I think I think Kristen is literally laughing to death right now, guys. This may be the last episode of the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. <laughs> Spike says, "I won't deny her pleasure." I'm not a monster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but also, yes, yes, you are a monster. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, he says that because Xander caught him and or Xander approaches yeah. him about having sex with uh, Spike and he's just like, oh, well, I won't deny her pleasure. Mm-hmm. Don't. 
can't ruin her reputation. Yeah. Play dumb. But what? Maybe it was a different guy who hangs out in cemeteries with bleach blonde, slick back hair. We weren't doing it. She was attacking me. She she tackled me to the ground and threatened that I was such a big bad, she'd have to kill me. See, look how easily I'm lying for you, Spice. And I'm sure that lie would have held up 100% in court. Not in court, but with Xander, he's not that bright. <laughs> he's not that dumb either. It would work. Uh, there's a minion fight for scabby little yes men. I'm mm-hmm. really surprised they can overpower Spike. Xander, yes. Yeah. Spike's weird. Well, here's the thing. Spike's been having sex for the last six hours straight. <laughs> He's just fucking tired. He needs electrolytes. Yeah. He was about to go on a Gatorade run when they got there. <laughs> He gets some some really good kicks though. Yeah, yeah. He's just, I mean, like straight up, he's not even punching at this point. He's just mm. lots of high kicks. Yeah. It's because they're so short. <laughs> Back in the desert, Buffy's guy takes the form of the first slayer, or is it actually the first slayer? It uh, it says something along the lines of like uh, this is a form, or you know. Yeah, I don't really get this. Uh, she says that Buffy's full of love, but she can't be afraid of risking it. Mm-hmm. It's really good advice for everybody. Yeah. The Buffy bot wakes up and Spike is gone. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So she goes looking for him at Xander's. Mm-hmm. Willow tries to make her see reason. I absolutely love all the little bullet points. I, I think my favorite one is for Willow. Gay. Parentheses. 1999 <laughs> to present. <laughs> and this is all Buffy bot has. To, I mean, this is because Spike programmed her. Yeah. This is all the Buffy bot has to go on. So when her conversation with Willow, she just recites facts. Yeah. You're gay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yes, I am. You're my best friend. Uh, uh, yeah. Xander comes home. The hobbits got Spike and they're taking him to Mordor. Uh, mm, hobbits. Glory even calls him precious. Well, that's an ex-hobbit. They're taking the Spike fam to Isengard. They're taking the Spike fam to Isengard. You, you mean... Um, Eisenhower, the president. No, have you never seen Lord of the Rings? Lord of the what now? Oh my God, that means I've now seen three movies you haven't. No, I've seen Lord oh, of God. the Rings. Yep. Get me all excited. No, 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 I just hate troll movies. Any movie that has a troll, <laughs> I am out. <laughs> troll, That's, this is my specialty. I can just watch movies on trolls. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just constant troll references. This is where the first Slayer tells Buffy, death is your gift. Oh, that's a nice gift. And Buffy's very upset by this. She's like, no, I just mm-hmm. lost my mother. Death is not a gift. It's not a happy thing. Mm. These scenes I always just found weird. Mm. And they make sense after we get the season finale, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I, I get what the first layer was saying. Yeah. I also don't know why we needed this at all. We just needed a reason to get rid of Buffy for two days. Mm-hmm. I feel like the bigger problem is I do like them setting up this early. Because I, I feel like it always gives things more weight if there was some kind of buildup to them as opposed to like, what a twist. Like, look at what Sham- Shyamalan movies work. The ones where the twist feels integral to the plot and it illuminates it are better than the ones where it feels like, ha, gotcha. So I don't mind that they set things up early. I think when you're doing something that's primary purpose is to set up something much later on, there has to be something else engaging about it. And I don't, and I think it could be as simple as making the visuals a little bit more exciting, almost in like a Twin Peaks way. Mm. Like Twin Peaks, at least for a lot of people, works because the stuff that's very abstract, 
the stuff that doesn't really make sense until you get into a larger context, and even then, there's still lots of interpretations, is visually very uh, provocative, very memorable, very strong. Whereas this is just two actors. Granted, one of them is in you know, very cool makeup and costuming, yeah. although stuff we've seen before, just talking by a fire. And that gets kind of old. I don't really... It's not a twist. Because mm-hmm. imagine the rest of this season... If we take out this, I, I don't even know what it is, prophecy mm-hmm. advice from yeah. the first layer, the season finale doesn't play out any differently, and it's not any less meaningful because it wasn't prophesized. I think it gives it a mythological weight as opposed to like a, a, a character story weight. It's more the, the mythology of the universe. It gives it more weight in that sense. Yeah, you, I don't think you need it as much time as they spent on it. Especially if there's really not that much else to it. I, I, I think there is some value in it, but they, yeah, I can definitely agree that there are better ways they could have done it and they definitely didn't need to spend this much time on it. Yeah. Maybe you're right that if, if it were visually more interesting mm-hmm. and not just more of a dream sequence, even. Yeah, yeah. Then it would, it would feel more compelling than just like my notes are like, well, they said this. Yeah. Let's get back to the Buffy bot. That's the interesting storyline. Yeah. So the minions brought Spike to Glory's. I love her reaction of, what is it and why is its hair that color? <laughs> yeah. The Scoobies were absolutely right. Glory plans to torture info out of him. At the Summer's house, the Buffy bot seems to be misinterpreting their mission statement. Yeah. Uh, when the Scoobies send her upstairs to change, real Buffy comes home. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Uh, wacky. So they do the whole, like, to Sarah Michelle Gellar's very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And they shoot around it. You can tell, like, yeah. when it's Sarah Michelle Gellar's Body double. Body double in her back, and we're just looking at Sarah Michelle mm-hmm. Geller. I kind of missed the parent trap line down the middle of the scene. Don't you kind of want that? Wait, to literally see the flaw of the filmmaking? Yeah. yeah. No. I kind of miss it. I want, I want it to blend in seamlessly. Because be there's no the part of me that thinks there's two Buffies. Like, I obviously know this is this actress pulling double duty. Mm-hmm. I think it's charming when you like see a line down the middle of the screen. I mean, I don't want to be constantly reminded of. I want to be able to just like not think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah it's not like I'm ever like, how did they do that? Because I remember even not knowing that they did the, the Xander episode uh, with his identical twin brother, but just not really thinking about is this, you know, what, what effects are they using to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to let it happen. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I like just not thinking about it. Oh, yeah, I guess there is a charm to it. It's, I just find it charming. Yeah. I absolutely love in the scene where Buffy has to lie back about, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, but I'm thinking you might be to Xander mm-hmm. kind of flattering spike. I like that. Let's, let's start that strip guys to Zyke or Spander. Well, there is that shot in season seven where someone's like, have any of you guys not hooked up with each other and Xander and Spike look at each other? Like, no. Mm, yeah, right. No, we haven't mm, done that. Season eight. <laughs> I know, now I know not the com- Guys, I'm sorry I haven't read the comics yet. It just feels weird to, to go into that medium. I know it's like creatively, it's part of the whole... But I feel like if it's not on the screen, part of me just can't commit to it. So maybe they do in that. And if they do, please tell me which issue I will buy it. 
<laughs> I like how Buffy's pissed that they can't tell her from a robot. Yeah. She's like, it's so obvious to her. It's a robot. <laughs> Again, I like it better here because we've we saw it two episodes ago. So it's yeah. like, a, it's already been established. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't have to do that legwork or be like, is this even ball? It's like, no, this is part of it. It's also, I feel like when it's you, you're like, well, I know I'm real. Yeah. Buffy's got a solid plan. Check out places near where she killed the giant snake. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how the Buffy bot calls Giles Giles. Giles. I didn't program my name correctly. The Buffy bot, you should see him naked. I mean, really. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, at Glory, Spike is ready to talk. Oh, no, Spike, don't. He accuses, he, he says his key is Bob Barker. We will bring you the limp and beaten body of Bob, <laughs> Bob Barker. Barker. I love the alliteration there. Yep. The limp and beaten <laughs> body of Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. Say it again. The limp and beaten body of Bob Barker. Bumpers. It's great. I also love Spike trash talking her. Mm-hmm. Calls her the god of bad home perms. Oh. And I love that hair. She also like she immediately touches her hair mm-hmm. like, oh no. And then tells her she has a lopsided ass. And yep. she immediately goes <laughs> she to touch it. her. I'm like, yeah. mm. Glory kicks him through the wall. And then he throws himself into the elevator shaft. That's pretty badass. It's pretty. He's. I fucking love Spike. And no, post the. I mean, like, yeah. I don't. I don't. Because part of it's gross. But this scene yeah. is wonderful. He, he finds some redemption here. He gets, he gets yeah. the, sheet, the, the shit and the shittiness beaten out of him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like his ends. Usually his final goal is fine. It's his yeah. way of getting there. Mm-hmm. Although his way of getting there this time is to keep his damn mouth shut because snitches get stitches. <laughs> Buffy and Xander are there. Buffy uses her crossbow. Yes, one I, of like three times ever. I thought of you. I was like, she's using it. Yay. <laughs> one knock to the head and the Buffy bot goes down. Yeah, and I think even more uh, jarring is the fact that she, before going after the minion that is on top of somebody, throws her axe away. And then grabs him. I, yeah, and no, throws him. It's like, you want to no, use that thing. Had, why did you bring it? <laughs> Warren, you got you get a shitty project product. One knock, it goes down. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with her axe. It's that uh, designed obsolescence. He just wants to, you know, it's yep. like to come back into the, the store, get the upgrades. Yeah. Uh, so she goes down, but I do like her instinct here was to protect Giles, which mm-hmm. I feel like is important later on. The, yeah. Like, they did program into her this instincts of fight bad, mm-hmm. protect the Scoobies. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like the the history of like these are my friends. Mm-hmm. Tara told Don that the Buffy Bot was a checkers partner, <laughs> which is just like seemed like a good excuse at the time. <laughs> Willow can fix the bot, but won't because that would be weird. Yep. <laughs> the Buffy Bot goes to Spike's crypt. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this scene. This, this might be is so great. one of my favorite yeah. scenes ever. Mm-hmm. Like near the whole Faith and Buffy fighting in the church thing. Mm-hmm. The Spike and Buffy bot have a conversation where, you know, Buffy bot has her usual thing and Spike going, yeah, I feel real sexy. Yeah. Spike's immediate reaction mm-hmm. to the Buffy bot saying, look, well, I'll go tell Glory and just yeah. no. And he grabs yeah. her. His reasoning being... It would destroy the not so pleasant Buffy. Mm. I'd let Gl- Glory kill me first. Aww, Spike. I just beat this guy. 
be this guy. Just get a soul already. And so she kisses him. This is the one I was talking about. They don't have to fucking spell it out, and that's so great. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. And I don't think there's a, a no. single person watching this doesn't get it. No. Like immediately, like before she even like starts to take away, you can see the reaction on his face, even through all the the, the beat up makeup. Oh, and that's fantastic. Speaking of which, James Marsters mm-hmm. just. I know you I know sound like a like a broken record here you sound like a, a buffy bot program to uh, have sex with james marsters <laughs> just compliment him constantly yep. really good acting here and it's from his reaction so mm-hmm. the buffy bot quote-unquote kisses yep. him and he, as they kiss the kiss changes mm-hmm. and he pulls away yeah and you can see in his face he realizes this isn't the buffy bot this yep. is buffy <sighs> And there's no words. It's just looks back and forth of her. I just love it. Her intense stare of mm-hmm. that is her eyes are just saying, yes, it's me. Yeah. I know what you did. Both mm-hmm. the bot and for my sister. Yeah. And saying like that kiss was for what you did for my sister. Mm-hmm. And Spike just being like, did we just, and kind of, you can see him lean yeah. forward a little bit like, is this happening? Yeah. Uh, she goes to leave and um, tells him that I know what you did for my sister and I won't forget it. Ugh. I like, like to think that Ugh. he knew it was Buffy not, and like it could be because like her lips didn't feel plastic or rubber. I like to think that like just because the emotion of it, the kiss felt real. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, you know, not not just strictly technical of like, this doesn't feel like my sex robot, but mm-hmm. yeah, of really feeling the human emotion of it. It's like the different, and this is like a bad metaphor, but it's like the difference between kissing a prostitute mm-hmm. and kissing someone you have actually actual feelings for. Oh, it's always the same for me. <laughs> you really love your prostitutes. I love my prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of this one? Uh, I really like this episode. I love this. I think, and it's just, they do such a great job of finding the way to make a fun episode after probably the saddest episode of television ever. And then one of the top five saddest episodes yeah, right. of TV ever. Um, just like after this like really bummer event, they find a really organic way to move the story forward while having a fun episode mm. and really just like showing off their characters beautifully. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, they bring so much back here. It's, mm. it's, pays off the whole sex robot episode which was weird but now we're bringing it back and it makes sense and that's another reason why i can always kind of forgive that episode is that it sets up so much stuff that is really great like this episode exactly and i i have more love for the buffy bot because i know how important she becomes later Mm -hmm. um it is the continuation of spike's obsession but it kind of bridges the gap between gross pleasure cave yeah and the true love he's going to show in the next couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really great, great character moments. I've never liked the whole desert quest for Slayer thing. That's yeah. the only part that, like, I would, ju- I wish there was just some other way to get Buffy out of town. I'm mm-hmm. fine losing it. Yeah. I don't think if you lose it, I don't think the season changes for me mm-hmm. whatsoever. I was just thinking maybe a more fun way to do it is have kind of like the setup of it. But don't actually show too much of the actual quest 
until later on in the season have it as a flashback. Hmm. And it would probably be abbreviated even from what we see, but then have it be like, oh, this was a thing that happened. We just weren't privy to it. And this is what happened. And that sets up the ending of the finale. Um, cause yeah, it doesn't, as it is, it doesn't work. So there's, you gotta change it somehow. Yeah. I'll be interested, interested to see when Buffy goes back to talk to the first watchers mm-hmm. and the first slayer in season seven. Yeah. I've not seen that episode in forever. Um, I'll be interested to see it, how we feel about it then, because mm. my recollection is that I enjoyed that way more than I yeah. enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, I do remember liking that a lot. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to revisit that. But yeah, this is one of my favorite Spike moments. That scene is oh, so scene. perfectly well written. Oh, just just fantastic. What's wonderful about it is it's such a good example of show not tell. Yeah, and just great acting, and it's oh, it's just great in every way. So, uh, would you be ready to perhaps go international now? Why is saying it weird? I just didn't, couldn't think of a good transition to it. Okay, this week. Hey, who's ready to go internationally now? So, so, but I'm just gonna keep trying. <laughs> Initiate command sequence. Are you ready to go internationally now? I like that one because the Buffy bot. <laughs> Buffy Tapaja, Vampirite. Ernie Dragon, das Rind Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Uh, no, guys, I'm not a sex robot. I know you're all disappointed. So for forever, French, just forever. German, dangerous spell. Yeah. That does happen in the That happens episode. in every other episode. Yep. Pretty much any episode of Buffy. Uh, so then intervention, the French title is The Quest. So focus on the worst part of the episode. Yeah. And then the German, I think the best of them all for the week. German title, The Wrath of the Goddess. What? Wait, what? What am I looking at? For intervention? Why? Because G- Glory punched Spike that one time. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> super weird? And a super way to reference that, or I guess, I guess it could be the Wrath of Buffy, but she... It's also weird because we never refer to Glory as a goddess, just a god. Yeah. Weird. That's a really weird one. It's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. See, this one's kind of tough. Because there are some some kills, but none of them too spectacular. I think I'm going to go with the Cemetery of Amp. It's spike dusts, because it's just kind of cool when a person tosses a weapon to the other mm. person. Mine assumes that the bad guy went on to die. Uh, but I had the Gora demon. Yeah, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do that because I just like, even though in like some of the official stuff it listed as being killed, I'm like, I think it was, but I don't know that it was. I just, I, I mean, I think that scene was really well done. Like yeah. we didn't really talk about it much, but like, yeah, it was a know, fun little action piece. It, it actually had me on the edge of my seat, yeah. and obviously, you know how the fuck it ends. But like, yeah. you know, Dawn had to go get the egg, mm-hmm. and Spike's distracting the this three-headed thing and then she fucking dropped the egg so she's got to yeah. go back for another fucking egg and the thing actually you know bites spike at some point like yeah. I, thought, I just thought it was very yeah. that has the suspense that the i'm gonna go get a book from upstairs scene does not yeah i mean it is a little easier with a three-headed demon but still i'm gonna get a book from upstairs 
the when Dawn is like sneaking to get the the stuff. Oh, for the... I was picturing, and this wasn't. I don't know why it's not like when um, the Buffy bot goes upstairs to change. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not a. Um, Suspenseful <laughs> fight scene. Oh god, it wasn't too suspenseful. Would you want to get changed? And they talked to the one that wasn't her. <laughs> Were they supposed to fight there? What did I miss? You, you didn't see that cut <laughs> with the big fight scene between the Buffy and the Buffy bot. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Tough Love and Spiral. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Forever, forever, forever young. I wanna, I wanna be forever young. Yes, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Do you really wanna live forever? Forever. Oh, get it, live forever, forever because Joyce. Oh, what happened to Joyce? <laughs> Was Ben just here? <laughs> Oh, no. Lauren did too good a job of him. Now he's just losing everything. <laughs>